Oh, my goodness. The sluggishness is insane. Let me tell you something. Scrolling through Instagram with a broke phone is whack. I'm going to tell you something, too. A lot of the ladies, boy, y'all been killing with the fits. Y'all been killing it on social media with the fits. I'm not going to lie to you. Especially Brooke, Henny. Even uh, talks with TJ and stuff. Like, you know, those three are always killing it with the fits. But, you know, I'm going to tell you something. You know, actually, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Male sneakerheads. I'm about to say something that might shake your world, male sneakerheads. You better listen up. As you can tell, it's just me and this, just me today. But look, male sneakerheads, I'm going to tell you something. If you're driving and you're listening to this podcast, male sneakerhead, I'm going to need you to grab the steering wheel. I'm going to need you to grab it. Ten and two. Male sneakerhead, if you are listening to this podcast through your headphones and you're on public transportation or, you know, you're in class, you're in school, you're in the cafeteria somewhere, I need you to look around. Make sure the coast is clear in order for you to get this laugh on. Or get angry, I don't know. You know, all my white collar, white collar worker, male sneakerheads, you better control alt delete because you might end up clicking something after I say what I'm about to say. All my blue collar male sneakerheads, you driving the big rigs, you you know, you got the jackhammer, you know, you putting in that work with your hands. You might want to go ahead and step back because I wouldn't want uh, anything to happen to you messing around with heavy machinery. But these ladies sneakerheads out here copping the exact same hoodie as you. And they killing it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, they might have to reverse that mean. Some of you fellas, boy, you might have to start taking your girl hoodie. Taking your home homegirl hoodie as well. It ain't even got to be your girl. You might have to go to your homegirl house and, you know, sneak away with the hoodie. You know, they try to say the ladies always sneak away with the guy's hoodie. I'm going to tell you, boy, some of these ladies, they've been killing it. They've been killing it on, on social media with the hoodies and stuff, man. I'm joking, though. Actually, I'm not joking, but you already know what it is. Yo, Sneak This Podcast, episode 287. Greg is the only one in the building today. Had my kids. My wife is out of town, so, you know, I had my kids and stuff, so couldn't make it to the studio this week. Shout out to George. Shout out to, you know, all the homies and everybody up listening to this podcast. I appreciate every single one of you listening to this podcast. Let me tell you something, man. Being at home with the kids and stuff like that. Kids is crazy, man. Kids is hard work, man. But I pride myself being a good father. And, you know, I wasn't going to do a podcast episode this week, but... I mean, I set myself up at my home, you know, with a studio and whatnot in order to do so. So I always want to make sure that we can put something on for the rest of the week. You guys always support us by listening to the podcast. You know, the least I, I want to do is just make sure I come through every single week. Episode might be out a tad little bit later than usual, but I don't know, man. Maybe as soon as I'm done recording, I'll get the audio out. Video should be up maybe actually a little bit quicker than usual, depending on how much I edit but, um, 
You know, like I said, man, that's the difference between us and other podcasts. Other podcasts, they just don't record for a while. They fade away. And this is not talking about any anybody in particular. This is what I always say to every single person who does a podcast. The only goal of a podcast is to come back the next week. That's it. There's no other goals. Don't sit around talking about you trying to get the bag. You're trying to get paid. Man, don't worry about that, man. The only goal you need to set is coming back next week, man. Like I said, man, appreciate everybody who likes, subscribes, share this podcast. Appreciate everybody who DMs, man. My phone is broke. So I got about, from the notification I could tell, I got about, looks like 60 plus DMs I haven't responded to. Yo, I've been using Instagram on a desktop, like like I'm in the computer lab at high school or something. But y'all don't know nothing about that, man. Some of y'all weren't outside for stuff like that. I'm going to tell you something. There was, there was a period of time, man. I know a lot of y'all don't remember stuff like this, but there was no such thing as apps, you know, and stuff like that. Well, I remember like... You know, used to get like a girl phone number on like AOL or MySpace or Black Planet. For those who don't know, Black Planet was like one of the OG social media. Um, and if you didn't write that joint down at the house and then you was already on the streets, well, you can go on your cell phone and log into your stuff. Cell phones had internet, but it wasn't the same. You know, it was limited and it wasn't like the internet on our cell phones. Now, the internet on our cell phones now is the internet. Sometimes you'd have to pull up to a public library and give your library card and go to the little computer and log into your AOL, your Black Planet, your MySpace and whatnot to get that phone number. Then, you know, if you weren't fortunate enough as, you know, me and other homies were to have a cell phone, you might have to go find a pay phone and, and, you know, ring her up, you know, hoping that she had her own phone. It was rare. It was rare for people to have their own phone. I mean, like teenagers and stuff to have their own phone line in the house. Ooh, if they still had the, the main house phone line, you know, mama or daddy would answer. Be a funny feeling asking for somebody, especially somebody you didn't even know yet, you know. But a uh, shout out to the old days, man. Like I said, man, I've been out with the kids, man. Times is different, man. I had to, you know, scold my son. You know, a lot of people know about Cortez. I talk about him all the time on the podcast. You know, that's my little monster, man. But man, well, I had to have a, a conversation with him about how times are different. You know, he had went and uh, did a you know, doorbell ditched, you know, at a home on our block. And, you know, the, the worst part of it was he took he had his little sister with him and his cousin and both of them are younger than him. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, we all did it as kids and stuff like that. But when we doorbell ditched as kids, you know, it was more or less like, ah, those meddling kids, they got me again. Nowadays, man, people are crazy, man. Every single house got a camera on it. You know, I remember back in the day, the houses that had camera on it were the sketchy houses. They were doing some weird stuff in the house. Now, every single house has a camera on it, whether it's a ring doorbell, security cameras or whatnot. People are crazy nowadays, and they're looking for a reason to snatch somebody up. So I had to let them know, man, it's not the same day when daddy was a little boy. You know, doorbell ditching. I'm like, you could have put yourself in a real dangerous situation. And and I don't know my neighbors. I'm not a, a neighbor person. I don't know one neighbor in my neighborhood. And I've been here for seven, eight years. I don't know one name. Okay, not one. I couldn't even pick my neighbor out if it was standing in front of me with two other people. I have no idea. I don't converse with neighbors like that. I don't chit chat and sit in the front yard and do things like that. It's just not in my nature. 
you know, but I told him, I said, if something would have happened, I'd have no idea where you went, you know, or what took place. Um, but, you know, you know, shout out to kids. Shout out to all the fathers out there, man. You know, doing your thing. And, you know, this ain't nothing to knock anybody who don't have kids. But, you know, when you got kids one day, you'll understand, man. Uh, pickups this week. Shout out to Ruby. Ruby has sent me a link. Um, I don't remember what store it was. But they had these Peace Paisley vans. Joint was fire. Now, the old school joint had, like, a, a Paisley print that was, like, I don't know, like, sort of just in the side panel. They didn't really care for that one. But they had this authentic, a van's authentic. And it was, like... Look, you listen to this podcast, you see me post pictures online, I love Vans, alright, Vans to me are the go-to, and they never go out of style, them joints is just, you know, supreme fire, but they had these like light tannish, whitish, topish ones, and it was like mixed match on each shoe, joints is supreme fire, so I copped a pair of those, I didn't buy them from the site that Ruby sent them from, and then I went to the Vans site, Vans didn't have the ones I wanted, they had all the other Peace Paisley ones, but I found another site that had them $10 cheaper. Let me tell you something. If you ever see a pair of Vans that you like somewhere, go to Vans site first. Vans is always free shipping. That free shipping comes in handy. I'm going to tell you. Because Vans, you know, I love the price of Vans and stuff like that right now. But Vans are trying to sneak up on you. You know, you find yourself looking at a dope, a dope pair. Like, ooh, these is clean. Let me go ahead and give them this $65. Bucks. You add them joints to cars, and you'd be like, hmm, $97. But, um, hmm? 97 with 14 shipping so you gotta watch out you end up walking out paying 120 for a pair of vans and didn't even know it uh got a few things to talk about today like i said man i had no plans actually i did have plans on doing so but i didn't know man i was gonna record the podcast last night but the sluggishness the sluggishness let me tell you so when that sluggishness hits you in the chest different I had one of them sluggishness where like let me lay on the bed for like 15 minutes real quick then hop up nah 15 minutes turned into, you know, about an hour and a half. You know, you wake up disorientated, face wet, drool and stuff on it. You know the drill. Uh, I didn't try for anything else this week. I thought I wanted muslin threes. Shout out to the homie Rick. You know, I don't know who all picked up muslin threes. I really thought those were fire. You know, I've seen pictures of those, you know, before they came out. You know, and it's an off-white Jordan 3 and I get it, but muslin threes, them joints, they look like the ghost, like the spirit of a, a 88. It looked like if a Jordan 3 88 died, the muslin would like come floating in. Like it looks like the ghost of a Jordan 3. Like it, it's something weird about them joints. I don't know. Um, since George isn't here today, I guess I got to do releases. So, um, you know, bear with me. Hey, some of you guys like when I do the podcast solo. Some of you don't. I got actually a pair of sneakers that uh, I had brought up an episode that I said I found while cleaning out the closet. And I'm like, man, every time I see these, I'm like, these joints is crazy. Like, I just really don't remember much about them. And I don't even know how, how I got them or why I have them. But I got them joints right here. I'm going to bring them out towards the end of the show um, just to kind of show something. I figure every single time I do an episode in the closet, I might as well show something. People are always like, yo, you should pull some sneakers out the closet, do a tour thing. No, uh, no thank you. There's plenty of other video, YouTube people who do things like that. And I appreciate them for that, but that just isn't me. So, um, you know, so for those who are right now listening to the smooth sounds of me, you know, if you hate it, my bad. If you love it, <laughs> I appreciate it. You know what I mean? So, uh, releases this week. 
um, Adidas Equipment 93. I think this is like the Sean Witherspoon Super Earths. Look, man. <laughs> I don't really know what to say, to be honest with you. You know, if Adidas doesn't care, why should I? Um, Adidas Quantum Mono Carbon. Um, you know, to me, I like the Quantums. You know, a lot of people have had, you know, they're, you know, sort of like on the fence regarding Quantums. You know, in the beginning, like, we really were super duper high on them, and then it kind of fell off a little bit. When I saw my person at Legend down here, Legend is a local um, consignment shop out here. Shout out to Legend. I, I still thought they were fire. Now, do I know how to wear them? I don't know. I think you need, like, a, a giant nylon pan. I don't know. Like, they're not the most um, versatile shoes. Like, I would never use them to actually play basketball. Some say they're actually cool for hooping, but I don't know. They just don't look like it to me. Um, but I like them. You know, I feel like all these Quantums have fallen flat due to the fact that they all look the exact same. They haven't reached out into any of the colors whatsoever. There's no white pair. There's no black pair, I guess, if you want to say that. They're just like all like a slate gray. They're all some type of variation of gray. Some of them have like a hint of color in the background, like a little amber, a little turquoise in the background, but it's not enough, you know. There's no red pair. There's no black pair, no white pair. It's kind of a weird shoe. Uh, Reebok questions. Mokato. Look, man, if Reebok doesn't care, why should I, man? Uh, Reebok Shaq Gnosis, the big Aristotle. I don't know if I got to say it. I mean, come on, man. <sighs> Real quick, growing up on Reeboks, I pretty much had every single Reebok from every signature athlete you could think of. And I mean, every single colorway, every single model. I just, Reebok was my thing when I was younger. There were so many other versions of Iversons and Shaqs and stuff like that, that like, Reebok just seems to act like doesn't exist. I mean, coming out with a Shaq, this Shaq Gnosis, the picture's probably on the screen somewhere. I don't know how much space I'm going to give myself. Um, this Shaq Gnosis is called the Big Aristotle, and it's like covered in marble, like a marble print. Come on, man. Like, it's the effort in the stuff that, you know, throws me off. Even the case with the data and stuff like that, it's like the effort more or less like the like let's see what happens versus the like let's really sit down and think about this you can't deny the history and how would rebox and stuff like that look even the history in adidas the one thing with adidas is that their catalog isn't good enough their retro catalog isn't good enough it was perfect at the time if you look at a lot of adidas models they come across as like one-offs like we made this boom that's it you let a few years pass you realize you don't need it again that's why they add 4D to it and Ultra Boost to it and, and new things to it. They try to, like, you know, update it, take off the laces, put on the laces, add a Velcro. You know, they try to do a lot of things to things like that. Um, but Reebok has a lot of sneakers that are just, you know, they, they qualify in the fire category. They just don't, they don't know how to update their stuff. They don't know how to take lead and i don't know if that's just somebody behind the scenes that won't allow it i don't know um dunk sb polaroid shout out to the homie josh i saw he already had his pair look 
it grew on me a lot, you know, and I'm not actually sure if it's legit a Polaroid collaboration or if it's like, you know, the street nickname. You know, there's a lot of dunks out there that had the street nickname, but wasn't really that. I don't know why Polaroid would need an SB dunk. You know, I kind of take it to the sense of like, and, you know, I'm sure somebody's going to message me. My phone is broke. So DMs is, they getting responded too slow. So I'm pretty sure somebody will let me know. Like Polaroid was the original uh, skate brand. Who knows? I, Polaroid is the picture you you fan it and you look at it and be like, oh look, it's us instantly in poor quality. Um, you know, it's sort of like Orange County Choppers. Y'all remember that show? It's where like people just made bikes to make bikes. It was like. You know, I remember like the United States Army was on like Orange County Chopper, Orange County Choppers. Like, you know, we want a chopper for what? Like, y'all not going to war on choppers? You know, it's just promotional stuff. You know, I don't know how much promotion a Dunk SB can do for Polaroid, but you know, blessings. Um, Dunk High Black Vintage. I mean, it's it's a black and white Dunk High, but vintage. It's not whack. It's not fire. It's just shoe, you know. Dunks are just becoming shoe. Like, and look, I'm going to tell you guys something. A lot of y'all got a problem with black and white dunks, like seeing them all the time and them keep re-releasing them. Black and white dunks legit qualify already as one of the sneakers of the decade. It already does. It, it, it's the absolute perfect sneaker. It, it, there's nothing, you can't go wrong with a black and white dunk. If you never get any other dunks in your entire sneaker repertoire, all you need is a black and white dunk, to be honest with you. And like I said, I said it, and I ain't saying this all the time that I said it, but I said it. Dunks are just vans. It's, it's shoe now. Dunk is shoe. And what I mean by that is, it's like, you can spice it up with a fit, or you could throw them joints on just to run down the street real quick to the homie house, you know, or or you could, you know, slip that joint on real quick to go outside and argue with your girlfriend in front of your mom's house, you know, you know, them arguments, you know, it's crazy, but girlfriends used to, you know, never mind. A dunk is a shoe. I, I mean... Forever, how many pair of dunks you got? I don't even know if they've been worth putting back in the box. They're just shoe, you know. It's one of those shoes where, like, I think universally, like, you don't even try to keep it pristine. It's just shoe, you know. I've played soccer in some of my dunks. Shout out to the homie um, Bruce for my Syracuse dunks. I played soccer in them joints, you know. Came home, gave him a little wipe down with, you know, a washcloth. Them hit those back, creased up. You know, messed up, but them, them joints are shoe. They're perfect, you know. Um, the Jordan 2 Union Pack. So I guess that drops this week. Um, I saw some promotional thing with like a gigantic fish tank or aquarium. I don't know. You know, sometimes creativity can just go too far. Um, I like these. I'm not mad at them. I think they'll probably look awful on foot. Which is why I'm not like super tripping off of them. I might try for the, it's like the more pinkish tannish pair versus the blue pair. Um, look, a Jordan two. It, a Jordan two can never. Don C has the best Jordan twos of all time. 
one solid color with luxury materials. That's the best you can do for it. The Jordan 2 OG original was already built with Italian leather, um, with Italian materials. And the Jordan 2 OGs are fire. Low top Jordan 2s and the Jordan 2 OGs are fire. Um, but Don C's just sort of took it to a next level. And you sort of expect that from down the road. I expect that down the road. Um, this pack, I don't know. Maybe it's something that's a little bit more desirable once you get on foot. I don't think they'll look good on foot, but, you know, I know Ama Man Year 2 is coming out soon, and it looks awful. But, it's neither here nor there. Um, and then the Jordan 5 Jade Horizon. Let me tell you something about this. I'm having a real hard time with this. I'm not a Jordan 5 guy anymore. Jordan 5s are legendary. And it's more or less the Metallic 5 and maybe the Fire Red. But there's not a lot of Jordan 5s out there that make you, like, super duper move. There are a lot of colorways in Jordan 5s that we thought are like, oh my god, these are insane fire. And they really aren't. Jordan 5 colorways don't age well. Um, obviously, Raging Bull 5s, Metallic Blacks, Fire Reds. If you want to go Stealths. There may be a couple of other ones. Oh, Grape 5. My bad. Okay, Miss Grape 5. They're the only ones that are like, you know, really worth the time. Um... I don't know if time's the right word, but worth the, the space in your closet. That's how I put it. But these Jade Horizons, there's something special about these. I'm not sure if it's an exclusive, if it's a woman sneaker that comes in extended sizes, or is it just, you know, a regular unisex or a men's release? I'm not 100% sure. But um, I, I think I might try. The 200 price tag is what I don't like. I feel like this is one of those Jordans where it's like, everyone's like, eh, but then it's going to slowly, this might be the handcraft one of Jordan 5s, where it's like, nah, but then when you get it in hand and you look at it, you're like, hmm, and it slowly goes like this, and next thing you know, Jade Horizons are like 600. I feel like it. The best part of this shoe to me is that the eyelets and the sole already, they look from pictures pre-yellowed already. If you have any Jordan 5 and stuff like that, you know the specific areas that turn like yellow, yellow. These look already yellow, yellow. And the light, subtle hints of pink on these, it's just fire, man. Like, I'm going to tell you something. If you're a Jordan 5 person, this is a must-have for Jordan 5s immediately. Like I said, man, I'm strongly considering it, but I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, I think that's pretty much it for the week. I'm pretty sure, like, some other things will drop or... You know, I think I got a few notifications on confirmed for some stuff. I didn't take a look at what it was, but, um, you know, like I said, my phone is broke. You know, that's weird. My phone is broke. I can only touch, like, maybe one-fourth of the phone. So in order to, like, text, I have to, like, rotate the phone completely, like, rotate. A, rotate it back. End, rotate it back. D, like, that's legit how my phone is right now. Yes, I could go buy another one instantly, and, you know, I'm sure... Somebody listening to this podcast like, yo, you buy all those sneakers, bro, and you can't buy a phone? And I can go buy a phone the day it broke, all right? I just, I don't move quick like that. You know, having a broke phone is low-key a blessing. Like, you know, people call, I can't even answer it. Like, I can't answer it. Like, sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. Some texts I can respond to, I can't even touch IG, really. Like, I'm talking, I can't touch social media as much as I can. Um, I've been doing a lot of it from my desktop, and it's weird, you know, and, and I prefer not to do a ton of responding from the desktop because, you know, typically it starts a back and forth and I don't want to be on my desktop that entire time having a back and forth conversation through, you know, Instagram desktop. You know what I mean? That's the, the benefit of having the phone is like 
it's on the go. You know, I respond to a DM, they say something bad, we talk back and forth with each other for a little while before, you know, you hit them with the emoji, which means this conversation's over. Um, appreciate everybody who's been continuing to vote for the collaboration tournament. We are now down to the championship. So the final four um, of the collaboration tournament, and like I said, man, I appreciate every single person that's voted for this. We definitely crossed over um, past the 40,000. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We got over 37,000 votes um, for our tournament. And I thought the tournament, tournament went well this year. You know, one of the hard parts about the tournament is, is that, um, you know, the continuing advertising of it. You know, right now, you know, we're at the championship round and votes are slowly coming in, but I haven't really put it out there. You know, I'm leaving the championship open for a week for people to vote on it. And I want it to coincide with the NCAA tournament. So it was going to end and we do it today, but I extended it since me and George are in the studio. Um, but you have an entire week to vote, and next week we'll talk about it on the next episode of The Champion. Um, and sort of like review the collaboration um, tournament and, you know, kind of things that like shocked us or things that we didn't expect um, to happen with it. Um, the final four was uh, the ASIC Gel A3 Salmon Toe, the number one seed, against the number one seed Jordan 1 Union. The Jordan 1 Union blew the Gelite Salmon Toe out the water. The Union had 96% of the votes. Look, Union 1s, I think I expected I think I expected those to get to the championship. I don't know if a Union 1 should be blowing a Salmon Toe out the water. Win? Yes. Blow it out? That's, I mean, that's almost 100% of the votes. Um... And there were two number one seeds, which I do like. I like our seedings worked out the way they did. The number ones met against each other, um, and that that was the Salmon Toe out of the Kiths out of the Kith division, and the Union One came out of the all other brand division. Um, on the other side, we had the number one seed, the Dunk SB Blue Lobster, um, versus the uh, number three seed, Dunk SB Black Cement. This was a little bit closer, which I expected. I think George. I don't remember what George said the other week. I think he said it should blow it out. Black cement dunk is fire. The SB dunk is fire. Don't get me wrong. The blue lobster is legendary. Um, and so was the black cement SB. Don't get me, don't get it twisted. I feel like the blue lobster. The blue lobster, um, Not legacy. I don't know what the word is. I think it lasted a lot longer and still has the allure or the, the you know, I guess if you want to call it that, than the Black Cement Supreme. The Black Cement Supreme came out, I think, 2008, 2009. That was a long time ago before a lot of people, you know, that are currently in the sneakers right now were even in the sneakers. And that's just facts. Um, and it wasn't, you know, the easiest sneaker to get at the time. And I think right now that sneaker is currently at around like 5,000. I don't know where Blue Lobsters sit right now. I'm pretty confident they're probably in the thousands as well. Um, but the Black Cement did end up beating the Blue Lobster. And that came in at the three seed. And it had 52% of the vote. So it was a little bit closer than I expected. I mean closer like I expected. Um, I actually thought the Lobsters were going to win based off of their Lobsters. A lot more people that are currently in the sneaker culture right now. They know and knew lobsters, even if they weren't fully in the sneaker culture yet. Um, Black Cement, Dunk, SB, Supremes. I don't want to say it was a niche, but like 
it just wasn't a I don't know how to explain it you know I, I I'm not really sure how to explain it um but it was a different effort of working to getting those same thing for blue lobsters as well you know you had to camp and do things like that but I don't know I think I just expected blue lobsters to win I don't know how to more you know sort of express that any differently um so right now the championship is the number one seed Union, the Black Toad Jordan One Union, um, against the number three seed Dunk SB Supreme Black Cement. So that is the championship. I'm sure you can see it on the screen. Like I said, I don't know where on the screen right now. It's so up here right now. Um, but go to thesneakdisc.com to vote. Um, if you're voting on your mobile phone, you just click the little three bars in the corner, drop down, click it. If you're on uh, the desktop. It should just be right there in the menu, right above, um, right next to home or podcast episodes. Go ahead and click that. Go inside, make your votes, and um, and that's it. And, and you know, you done with that, and we'll get you guys the results next week for the championship. So, um, I'm trying to think what else comes. What else we're talking about this week? Oh, rumor, you know, rumor report. That was corny. Um. What was a rumor report on Breakfast Club? Angela, he does that or something? Um, it was funny because last week we were talking about Yeezys and stuff like that. And I think we were talking about Wave Runners or something. And, and I had brought up and I said, I don't understand why they won't bring back the original 350 V1. And, uh, well, I'm like, legit the next morning was rumors or whatever that the Turtle Dove will be coming out this year. Um... I'm not sure exactly when. I think I saw May, uh, which is actually relatively soon. Um, don't quote me on that date. I don't know. Could be May. Could be April. I don't know. Could be later on. I'm not 100% positive. Um, I think I've seen a few dates. Um, you know, I think it like sort of clearly, you know, and I apologize, guys. I'm really tired right now. I think it's about 1030 here right now. So, like, I'm just trying. Ooh, I'm super sluggish. Um... I definitely know that it's, to me, clearly Kanye isn't on Adidas anymore. Like, you know, and I feel like this is one of those moments. I'm, I'm like 99.1% positive that Kanye's Adidas thing is up. Like we've mentioned before in the past, you know, in the last few episodes, I can't remember the last time I seen Kanye wearing Yeezys. Not one time. Um, he's been walking around wearing those Red Wing boots. For months now. I mean for a really long time. It's starting to get hot outside. You know. And he's still committed to the this look. These boots. I mean I saw like him at his daughter's soccer game. Or basketball game. I don't know where he was. I mean he's wearing the boots. You know. So clearly. If the sun being out. And a little bit warmer weather. Is it going to get him to throw a pair of 350's on. This Adidas thing is over. Alright to me. I honestly think that Adidas is taking this opportunity to do what Nike didn't do. Hey, this is a wrap. We about to go out and make go out with a bang. You know, retroing turtle doves is a big thing. You know, I think I would have expected them to like retro maybe moon rocks or pirate blacks. Probably pirate blacks. I think pirate blacks got retro. This is the first pirate black. Got retro maybe two or released. I don't know, say retro. Got released maybe two or three times. I had picked up a pair on the second or third release. Um, I think I had two pairs. Um, I think I got one the first release or I paid 
resale for the first one and then a second one I got for retail and then I sold the first pair I think um and I had moon rocks and I had what was the tan one called I can't remember I had the tan one um I didn't have turtle doves um what was that tan one called there were moon rocks I don't remember um but like I said I think they're like you know what Nike didn't go out there and throw out some Yeezy 2s, Yeezy 1s and stuff like that when he was leaving or whatnot. Hey, Nike still can retro those that they wanted to. I mean, they're legendary sneakers. <sighs> Yeezy 1 is legendary due to the fact of the color schemes. The model of the shoe didn't age well. You know, every once in a while you see somebody throw on a Yeezy 1 and that's fine. They look fine. They're more of like, they and them is crazy when you see them. But they didn't age well. They didn't age well like Yeezy 2s. Yeezy 2s are legendary and classic i don't think yeezy twos look as fire on people on foot as a lot of other people do but them joints is fire you know and nike should have probably been retro them joints but nike is a lot smarter than me and us so you know they probably have their reasons um you know i will i try for these yes if these joints, and I don't remember retail on these. I feel like retail on these were 180. If they try to hit us with a 300 or a 280 for these, I'm going to be really bothered by that. Now, I probably still cop only because I do understand they came out however many years ago. And I do understand inflation and stuff like that. But, you know, the variation of prices when it comes out to Yeezys is just kind of getting ridiculous to me. You know, that last wave runner run that just dropped, what, last month, them joints were $300. Um, and that's, look, and I still want a pair of wave runners, but something about the 300 just didn't sit well with me. Um, I didn't even try, and I think I subconsciously didn't try because they were 300 Like, I didn't even just like, yeah, let me go put my raffle ticket in or whatever, my confirmed raffle in and see what happens. I didn't even bother. I just didn't. No, I wasn't going to. Um, I think it's surprising, though. I don't think a lot of people are looking forward to turtle doves. I think it's like, oh, that's cool. Like, I'll grab a pair. I didn't have a pair. Or I don't have a pair. Um, I will say this, that if they're going to drop these, make a good amount. You know what I mean? Like, go ahead and drop a decent amount. Um, give everybody the opportunity to get those. I think a lot of people missed out on those in the past. That was limited back then. They were nothing, and I can't remember the last time I seen anybody wearing a Yeezy 350 V1, any colorway. Um, the 350 V2 has flooded the and dominated the, the Yeezy Adidas market so crazy that they almost make those look old. Um, I had saw like some pictures of people posting the 750, I think it was. Or 700, the very first Adidas Yeezy release. The boot looked like a, a UGG Eskimo boot type thing. Man, they look old. Like, they look... They look like they came out in, like, 2000, you know... Like, 2001. They look crazy now. Because they don't have those colors. They don't have that uh, easy-to-wear, you know. That's when Kanye was, you know... Kanye has his moods. You had to work to wear those. You had to really concentrate and put work in to wear those um, original Yeezy 700s, I think, the boots, the boot ones, you know. Um, everybody appreciated the 350 because it made it a little bit easier, and obviously it looked like a Roche run, and that was the whole thing, and, oh, it's a Roche run. 
Look, man, just appreciate the shoe. The shoe is extremely comfortable, and it is what it is. Um, yo, shout out to the homie this week. Has sent me a DM, and uh, you know, had got me to thinking. You know, with regards to sneakers, you know, that you see on the streets versus social media. I feel like my transitions are off while doing this right now in here. And I think my allergies are starting to act up. I don't know. But for some reason, it's not comfortable. I'm tired. You know, but I didn't want to leave you guys hanging this week. I wanted to give you guys some type of content, you know, to uh, listen to during your work week or, you know, whatever you guys got going on this week. Um, not a long episode, but, you know, I'm just really uncomfortable in here. I don't know if I'm just hot or what. Um, I feel like my transitions are off. I feel like my voice is off. I feel like my voice is, like, extremely deep. My voice is always really deep. I speak in a higher tone so people can understand me more, but my voice is essentially, like, really, really deep. Um, but then when I get, like, nasally, what am I talking about here? I'm just rambling now. Um, the homie, I'm not going to say his name, but shout out to you, man. Like, me and him always talk all the time or whatnot. He asked me, he said... I don't know if he had like a homie that was slanging these or he had the opportunity, but he actually should he had copped, should he cop New Balance 550 ALDs, the AMA Dior, or um, Beluga 350 Reflectives. He said he had never owned a pair of Yeezys or whatnot, and the Belugas were the only ones he wanted, and he had the opportunity to buy them, but he really liked the ALD 550. And I guess the homie was going to sell him the green pair, which I think the green pair might be the most expensive pair. Either way, he was going to be able to get either one. And I think he really wanted me to tell him to go ahead and get the Yeezy Beluga because he never had one. Now, granted, he never had a 550 either. Um, but I told him that he got to get the 550. And he was like, yeah, you know, I don't know if I'll wear it that much, you know, and I don't know how comfortable it is. He really wanted the, the Adidas Beluga. I don't know which one he ended up going against getting. I know he ended up buying a pair of Ferrari 14s this week as well. He sent me a picture of those. And I told him, I said, man, I said, you know what? To me, all right, to me, I said, and this sort of goes back to what I was saying about dunks and stuff like that. I said, I think the ALD 550 has more street value. And what I mean by street value is it's not, not street value for, you know, the listeners on the block right now. I don't mean like how much these go on the streets, you know. Um, but when you see a 550 LD outside, they make you, they make me go, ooh, them is crazy. To me, that ooh, them is crazy or ooh, killing it. That's your, that's your street value to me. Your social media value is different like ALD 550 social media value isn't as high as an Amamanier 3 social media value you get what I'm saying now I'm speaking more from me from my taste and what I'm thinking because you might have another sneakers that fall into that I'm going to list a few sneakers under here that kind of to me fall into that category maybe even groups of sneakers but there's a difference from street value, my point of view of street value versus social media value. An AOD 550, when you see it outside, because you don't see them that often, but every time you see them, joints is clean. And it isn't like something whack or something that's just like, eh, you don't see often. Joints is fire. 
but see an ALD 550, and I could be wrong. Maybe I'm not paying close enough attention. But a lot of New Balance 550s don't have that social media value. I'll tell you something. I gave George a hard time about Mocha Ones, right? Mocha Ones are a black toe with brown in the back. A Jordan 1 black toe high with brown in the back. That's what it is. And I remember George couldn't. He had to have them. Dying to have them. Get his hands on them whatnot. Still hasn't worn them, by the way. I thought it was lazy of a lot of people to try to say they were sneaker of the year. I mean, that's easy. That sneaker could have had brown in the back, black in the back, blue in the back, orange in the black, yellow in the black back. It still would have been fire. It didn't matter. Let me tell you something. When I took the family to Disneyland earlier this year, I think. I saw a few mocha ones outside. Them joints were fire. That's street value to me. I don't think I've seen a mocha one on foot in Arizona. Facts. Not saying that ain't nobody outside rocking them. Don't get it twisted because I know how a lot of y'all like to act. Yo, what you talking about, fam? I wore mine to the mall the other day. And I wasn't there, cuz. I wasn't there, all right? They hit different, boy, in that California light. And I saw them like, whew, I could see it now. Social media value to me are sneakers like I'm a man your threes. Um, extreme fire. I mean, the shoe in hand is perfection. The craftsmanship of the shoe is utter perfection. But it's social media. Um, man, what's the word I'm looking for? I keep wanting to say a lore. It's social media aura. Is that it? I don't know. That sound weird too. Certain words sound nasty too. Aura. Ew. Um. Whatever. I think the Amamaya Three's social media stature is more is greater than it's on the block stature. It's street value. I've seen plenty of Autumn Minya 3s on the streets in Arizona. Plenty of them. Went to California, seeing a fool. Plenty. They don't do nothing for me like that when you see them. And one, there's a lot of people that don't know how to wear them joints. Autumn Minya 3s are not easy to wear. I don't care how many times you tag me on your fit. There's only been maybe two, three people who were rocking them joints. And I thought like, ooh, they did it right. Guess what? They were all ladies. Don't remember what I said in the beginning of the podcast. These ladies out here, these lady sneakerheads, they killing you fellas with the fits and stuff. I'm telling you. They killing you fellas with the fits. That's no lie. Now I can tell you why. A lot of you don't know how to buy the right size for your body. But that's another podcast. Nike dunk. Not a dunk. Not this dunk. Not that dunk. Nike dunks. Nike dunks have become social media value. But here's the best part about dunks too. Got street value too. And, and it's a different type of street value. It's shoe now. So... When I see somebody outside wearing dunks, I'm not like, ooh, I'm not like nothing. It's like, he got his dunks on. Them shoe. Shouldn't nobody be treating dunks special? 
None. Now, there's some SBs, maybe? Yes. I'm talking about your, your, your lifestyle dunk, your SP, not SB. Should nobody be treating them special? Should nobody be coming home, scrubbing them joints down, wiping them off, you know, pulling the laces, tying them back to factory, sliding them in the box? Dunks are shoe now. So when you go outside and you see somebody and you say, yo, everybody got black whites on. It's shoe. You see somebody with Kentucky's on. It's shoe. You see somebody with Michigan's on. It's shoe. It's not like, ooh, them the Michigan joints. You know why? Because the Michigan joints, the dunk joints, the black white joints, the Syracuse joints, the Kentucky joints, all dunk joints have high social media value as well. So they sort of like teeter in between. Maybe they should be in the middle. But I hope you get what I'm saying. I hope I'm making some sense here. And this was a conversation between me and the homie and DMs and whatnot. Shout out to him. Um, Adidas Yeezy. A lot of people, it's been so long. A lot of people forget that the Adidas 350 V2, V2s right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm throwing in all Adidas Yeezy, and I'm probably not including the very first drops of Adidas Yeezy, the 350 V1 and the original boot, 700, 750, 720, 710, whatever it was. 500, whatever it was, I don't know. When the 350 V2 first came out, it had a, 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 a not a grip on the market, but boy, it had us in a chokehold. We needed a pair. I paid five ninety, maybe six, for my OG Belugas from this homie. Shout out to him. Um, maybe that much. Those and zebras. Whoo! Those zebras, red stripes, olive stripe, white stripe, black red digital clock, whatever you want to call that joint. Them joints had a grip on us. Had to have a pair. You didn't know how many you needed. You didn't know how many you were going to get. We had no idea at that time that there would probably be this many pair of colorways. That's no joke. And honestly, we probably thought by now there'd be a different model of it. There are different versions of it, but it's not enough of a different version to be like, it ain't just like the other one. Add a little see-through panel, panel, add a few little more threads and stuff like that to it. Cool. It's still a 350 V2. Um, those have higher social media value than street value to me. And I hope you remember what I call street value. Street value to me is seeing something outside going like them is crazy. That's value to me. Or like, ooh, dang, you don't see them often. Adidas and Kanye kept their promise. If you don't have or haven't had a pair of 350 V2s yet, you need to... Oh, I'm sorry. If you have put forth maximum effort and have been trying to get a pair of Adidas 350 V2s and haven't, you need to legit think about is sneaker culture for you? Because it is virtually impossible not to get a 350 V2. 
Maybe it's a little bit harder now because I feel like they have kind of like tightened it up a bit. But there was a moment in time where you go in the store and you had three or four to choose from. May not be the most coveted colorways. Maybe every single one that was sitting in the store looked the exact same. Regardless, if you wanted a 350 V2, you could have got yourself one. It wasn't like that with the 350 V1. Now, Kanye said he wanted to see everybody in their sneakers. You can go anywhere on this planet and run into some 350s. 350s were on the block so much that it made you question if them joints, if you even liked them anymore. I remember I was seeing zebras in the grocery store so much. I'm talking about, I ain't talking about I'm out of town at a grocery store. I'm talking about like I go right down the street to my local fries. That's fries in Arizona. I don't know if any other state got fries. Fries is like our super brand, you know, um, out here. See a cat grabbing some. Some Heinz 57 wearing zebras. Zebras. Go down the other aisle. You see another cat grabbing the tortillas and zebras. You go to checkout. See a cat up there joking around with his girl. And some zebras. You go in the parking lot. See a little kid pushing the shopping carts back to the store. And the zebras, you like. Zebras might suck now. But that's just sneakerhead talk. Sneakerheads love to feel special. Love exclusivity. Don't let a sneakerhead tell you otherwise. Don't believe any of those sneakerheads on social media. They're like, yo, I'm just in it for the game. Yo, I don't care about if anybody, anybody thinks about it. I don't care about it, fam. Trust me. I just love the game, yo. It's my thing. You love the attention. Guess what? So do I. And it's okay. Sneakers make you feel good. Street value to me is when you go outside and you see somebody want to push a T Adidas. Uh, shoot, what were they? Equipment Ultras? Equipment Ultra Boosts? Bodega Babies? Or the Silver Joints? Even the Coke White? Were they 93s, I think? Come on, man. That's street value to me. Alright? You know, that's... Yeah, what was that, pun intended? You know, push a T's. <laughs> Pusha T, Adidas guy, Street Value. That might be a bar somewhere in there, but I ain't got time to spit today. Don DeMarco, DeMarco. Um, George wore Pusha T's and Silver Joints to work. Almost made me flip. I love seeing them joints. That's that Street Value. You don't see them often. You're like, whoa, them is crazy. Make you go home and pull out your bodega babies. Bodega Babies came in a brown paper bag, fam. That's street value. Like I said, Jordan 1 Mochas. Jordan 1 Mochas is a, a black toe with a brown booty. But when you see him outside, you're like, man, I can see it. I'm doing this fire. I'm trying to think of something else. I think I wrote something down. Uh, oh, what we're going to discuss. Like a New Balance 550 Emily Dior. Leon, Leon, Leon Dior, A-O-D. And that's just off top of my head and what I had thought about prior to doing this. Those got street value to me. And there's plenty of other sneakers. You could even throw a Ferrari 14 in there. I don't like Ferrari 14s. I think it's one of the worst sneakers of all time. But they're, you don't see them often. But when you see them and somebody's wearing them right, it makes you go like, hmm. the red ones or the yellow ones. It makes you go like, hmm. Maybe I should have kept them joints a little bit longer. You come to your senses later. 
But there are certain sneakers out there that you just don't see often that I feel are what I consider street value versus social media value. Union ones. You don't see union ones on foot out here a lot. Now, maybe in California and stuff like that, you do. There are people that are out there on the streets like that, you know, Fairfax, Melrose and stuff like that. They're out there. There's a really big sneaker community that's way different, you know, than ones out here in Arizona. I may have seen union ones on foot out here maybe once and they were blue toes. I've seen them in hands. Numerous times at stores out here, consignment shops, but I think on foot I saw the blue toe one one time. It didn't like wow me. It didn't do anything. It didn't. I wasn't like ooh. It didn't do nothing for me because it's it's a Jordan one, you know. I'll say this: I think I probably reacted more to seeing Mocha ones than I did Union ones on foot, and that's no lie. Um, but to me, a Union one is a social media sneaker. You know, has social media value. I'm a man year threes. Like I already said, social media value. You pull your I'm a man year threes out and put on a halfway decent fit, post on social media. Yeah, you may get 500 likes. You go outside with them. You know. Oh, you got the bottom man threes on. That's what's up. Ooh. The mayo D's looking fire. Street value to me. But shout out to the homie, man. I don't know which one he copped. I'm sure he's going to listen to this in the morning or not. I think he works at night shift. If not, hit me up, fam. Let me know which one you copped. Um, like I said, man, just to me, just me solo today. Sorry if I seem a little bit off. Um, like I said, not under the weather, nothing like that, but kind of throws you off when you're in the closet. So, uh, not in the closet that way. You, you know what I mean. Um... Manscaped. I appreciate everybody who copped some products from Manscaped and used our code. I think a few of you went to Target and bought the Manscaped versus buying it online and using the code, which is cool. But go ahead and tag Manscaped and, you know, tag us on it to let you know you went and copped, you know, due to us. You know, a lot of people thought the ad that I did last week was, you know, funny and stuff like that. I like to be, you know, pretty transparent. I'm not a script type person especially when it comes to stuff like this and especially if i actually use a product and like it now let me show you something i had no idea this was in the package that i opened up on the podcast last week i got home opened it up i already did the ad for it on the podcast i said yo let me go home i gotta I got use my product now i gotta take it out the, out the out the box lift up the box under it beautiful leather bag put all my stuff in it also there's like a newspaper in it. It looks like newspaper. It's not a newspaper. It's a mat. It's a mat for you to stand on. So when you, you know, get your shave on, the hair falls on it, fold it up, right to the trash can. Let me tell you something. I love this Manscaped products. I'm not joking. I'm 100% serious about this. Use the code SNEAKDIS for 20% off, Okay. 20% off and free shipping, all right? Some brands and some things like that will offer you, you know, a discount on and no free shipping. This one right here, 20% off and free shipping. And I love the products. I'm going to go through it again for you guys. Look, man, I'm telling you, you got to take care of yourselves, fellas. Look at this. This right here. Listen to this hum. I think you can hear that hum. You can hear that. Look, that's the nose trimmer. Fellas, look in the mirror. Go like this. Get them joints. Look at your ears. Look closely. You, you don't even got to see the hair. Just go ahead and put it in there. 
Once you hear the chopping, you you you, you copping, okay? When you're hanging out with your homies and stuff, go ahead and just like take a peek at their ears. Go look like this. You'd be like, whoa. You had no idea they had a hair coming out of it like that. You don't want to look like that. Go ahead and get you the, the nose hair joint. This joint will get you right. I'm telling you, when you trim your nose hairs, if you don't trim your nose hairs or haven't trimmed your nose hairs, when you trim your nose hairs and you go, it feels like you landed on another planet. Facts. Look, don't make me pull out the 4.0. Listen to the hum. Oops, I haven't charged it up yet. Man. Perfection, all right? I use this personally on myself. It's okay. Use it on yourself. It got me right. Got me trimmed up. This joint has a nice handle. It's waterproof. Look, like I said, I don't recommend using stuff like this in the shower only because your hair lays down. Makes it a little bit harder to cut. Use it on dry land. Use the water. Put it under the water. Clean all the hair out. It's perfect. Got the LED light on it. Get a close view. Come with the accessories. It got your guards. Look at this. Come on, man. You got your guards. A lot of other shavers and stuff like that come with guards. They don't trim you up right. All right? They don't trim you up right. Pools, tugs. This right here glides. Like I said, me down below right now, from the waist down, I got the perfect. I got a fade. Perfect. All right. Now I'm about to pull out my, 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 I'm about to pull out my favorites. Alright, let me tell you something. You go to the website, and you're like, well, let me just go ahead and see what they got. Test them out. Let me tell you something. You need these two things, alright? These are my favorite. I'm in Arizona. It's hot. This is called the Crop Preserver. This is ball deodorant, alright? This right here is called the Crop Reviver. This is ball toner, alright? Let me describe this one. Let me talk to you about this one first, okay? This one first right here is for when you get out the shower, Get out the shower, you dry off, you go ahead and put a little bit of this in your hand, rub your palms together, go ahead and lather them up. Lather them up, conditions them, let them air dry, conditions them. I'm telling you, you need this. This prepares you for the next day. You go to bed, stay fresh, wake up for the next day, you be ready with this. This right here, this is the reviver, all right? Look, man, it's a hot day, all right? Arizona gets close to 130 sometimes, okay? It's hot. I don't care if you're out here wearing Eric Emanuel shorts. I don't care how thin your shorts are. It gets hot and it gets stank down there. You spray this twice, you back. The smell of this and the ball deodorant is, I mean, it, it smells like rugged and sophistication. It's like if you walked into like a, a, a bar saloon and started a bar fight with a tuxedo on. That's what this smells like. It smells like, you know... Uh, like if an Englishman walked in with a, a, a three-piece tuxedo on and started a bar fight, you know, in the Wild West. You know, it's like 007 versus Clint Eastwood. That's what this smells like. This smells like man, all right? Woo! I'm telling you. Now, look. I understand maybe I described it, you know. I, I like to give descriptive things, and I, I mentioned this. I said, yo, even for your lady... I'm telling you guys something right now. Like I said, use the code sneak this 20% off and free shipping. Trimming the bush helps the push. Okay? Now I need you to read between the lines of from what I'm talking about. Okay? 
Now, this podcast is for sneakerheads, okay? So I gotta I gotta break it down to you in sneakerhead terms, alright? It's like an Air Max bubble, okay? Let's say an Air Max bubble is around your goalpost, alright? Your goalpost, yeah, whatever you want to call your post. When you squeeze an Air Max bubble, it, it, it compresses, but then it stops at some point. That's like your bush. That's like your bush when you're with your partner. Whoever your partner may be, when you're with your partner and you're doing some pushing, the bush goes down, but it gets in the way. Trust me, you cut that bush down, the push is not in the way no more. You get maximum effort out of your push when you're getting busy. I'm telling you, I know this from experience. Like I said on the other podcast, I had never trimmed myself down below the waist before I got married. That first night I did it, the wife said, hmm. Not joking. I'm sharing my life stuff with you. Trim the bush for the push. All right. Look, ladies come home every week. You know, every week, you know, the nails done, makeup done, hair done. And they go to you and say, notice anything different. You got to take a real close look. Sometimes you may not be able to see it. Go to your partner. Now listen to what I said. Go to your partner. Don't go nowhere where you ain't supposed to be and say, Greg, from this thing, this podcast told you to go here. Go to your partner. Pull your pants down. Ask him. Notice anything different? I'm telling you. Don't notice. The holidays are coming. What's the next holiday? Easter? Go ahead and use your manscape. Trim it down. Throw some color on it for Easter. Really spice up your life. That's no joke. Like I said, manscaped. Go to the website, put some stuff in your cart, go to the promo code area, type in sneak this, S-N-E-A-K-D-I-S-S. Go ahead and get that 20% off and free shipping. How about the podcast as well? Trim your bush for the push. What else are we talking about this week, fam? I'm missing something I wanted to talk about. Oh, I'm not going to say shout out, but let me explain something to you. Nice kicks was been nice kicks, you know, corn on the cob, you know, corny, corn casserole. Let me tell you something. Nice kicks might be the corniest social media sneaker of all time. They're corn on the cob, unicorn, Capricorn, uh, they're all of the corns. Right? Corn on the cob. I mean, good lord, they're corn. On April Fool, they had put up a post. Now, this post, this is what I'm what I'm about to discuss right here may trigger some of you male sneakerheads again. Actually, you know, let me take that back. Maybe trigger some a lot of you sneakerheads again. And let me tell you something. It threw me for a loop when I sat down in that area. You know that area that your wife makes in your bedroom. <clears throat> now maybe it's just my bedroom. I'm you know, I'm I'm blessed. We have a lot of space in our bedroom. You know, we have one of those areas where it's like a table and a chair, two chairs. And, you know, I think we're supposed to sit there and stare at each other. But we have one of those areas in our in our bedroom. And. Nice kicks. I made this post like April's full post. And it was like Travis Scott is teased or coming out with the Jordan one mid. All right. Now, 
I don't be keeping up with April Fools and stuff like that. You know, especially early in the morning, you can catch everybody slipping when you you get them first thing in the morning. By midday, by around ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, noon, wherever you stand at, everything is a lie on social media by then. But you get caught up wiping the crust out your eyes, roll over, take a look at IG first and see something like that. You'll believe it. So I seen the post. I believed it. Like, I just thought, like, uh, figures. I didn't think much about it, whatever. But this is what blew my mind, was the comments. Now, I've seen these comments numerous times. And I want to give some something else as well when I talk about this podcast. I need you guys to understand, and I've talked about this numerous times, about this with me and George and this podcast and guests that come on this podcast. This podcast is about George and I. Okay? He's not here, but... George and I. Okay? About what we like, what we do, how we talk, what we think. And we're sharing it with everybody else's entertainment purposes. This isn't to sway you. This isn't to convince you. This isn't to make you feel bad. This isn't to make you feel any type of way about the things that you like, the things that you want to call, the things that you want to do. In no way, shape, or form, do not listen to this podcast and go, yo, I can't cop that because Greg them said it's whack. Or Greg them don't like it. Or Greg them don't rock with it. Or Greg them made a joke about it. No, no, no. Don't ever do that. This podcast is ours. And what I mean by ours is the sneaker culture. It's everybody's. Everybody's welcome. That's why I love back and forth through DMs. And I love back and forth in conversation. Like, yo, you crazy. These are fire. Uh, you know, if you like them, you like them, man. Them joints is whack to me. We're still homies. Then the conversations I like. I'm not saying nothing on here to down what you copped or make you feel bad or feel different about what you copped. This is a sneaker podcast about me and my big bro, okay? And what we talk about and how we talk and how we act. And you know, you've seen it many times on this podcast. We come in and say something one week, come in and, and backtrack the next week. <laughs> We're sneakerheads just like you. Um, but the comments of visceral... You know, and this is for everybody who had fell for it, you know, prior to understanding that it was an April Fool's joke about Jordan 1 mids. Now, Jordan 1 mids, I've made jokes about, you know, I've even said I think Jordan 1 mids are for teen moms. You know, I'm making jokes. You know what I mean? I don't, you know, but this is me being old OG sneaker. I mean, look at all this. Look at all this foolishness. This is too much. You know what I mean? I think a part of one reason, too, why a lot of people give Jordan 1 mids a hard time is because there's no way we can add another Jordan 1 model to any of our... We can't. I couldn't. Lows and highs. Don't don't get me to add mids and stuff like that and you know whatnot. But boy, people in the comments were going ham on mids. Now, I've seen it before, and I've never really talked about it before. But you know what's funny is... I had to sit back. Rewind. I had to go sit down in that chair in our bedroom that for whatever reason women put in the bedroom. I sat in the chair. And you know what's crazy? I've been in the sneakers. I'm talking for... I, I can't remember not being in the sneakers. Okay, I'm talking back as far as second to third grade, first grade was always into sneakers. (laughs) 
You know the very first Jordan 1s I got? And <laughs> I had to think about it. See, this is what happens in the sneaker community. This is what happens with sneaker heads. This is what happens with OGs and what happens with new sneaker heads. A lot of people start equating how long they've been into it to how they can act online and how they can act in public or how many pairs of something they have to how they can act towards another model. You know the very first pair of Jordan 1s I owned was the the pack. What was that pack called? I wrote this all down. Um, old Love, New Love. Those were the very first Jordan 1s I owned. Guess what those were? Those were mids. Okay. I got those. I think those released in 2007. I think. Here's what's crazy. The main reason why I and a lot of people had wanted those was one. It was two Jordans and one. It was a pack. You know, that was an era. A lot of people don't remember that when they made the packs. That was one. Two. I talked about it on this podcast before. I know I keep saying that, but you know what? This podcast, we say a lot of things first before a lot of other people. We do. You know, it sometimes irks me. Sometimes you go on social media and see somebody say something you said months, years ago, and it gets all this traction. Anyways, there was also a yellow Jordan 1. It was a yellow Jordan. Colors like that in Jordans back in the day was not super duper common. So whenever that stuff started, that's why lightnings were so like, whoa, thunders and stuff was like, holy shite, yellow Jordan, you know, you think back to, you know, (laughs) Jumpman 23 website, like people forget, man, we were aching for something that wasn't black and red. We really were. That's why Aqua 8s were so like, whoa, that's why Concords were like, yee. They were black and red. Of course, they came up with the black and red version of any Carolina colorways. Everybody jumped on them. Um, and I'm a, I'm a Jordan 1 high rider. You know, when I got my very first pair of Jordan 1 highs was like 2010 and it was 2009 shadows that I had got. And I would come on this podcast and I would be in public and I would ride ridiculously hard for, um, I would ride crazy hard for Jordan 1 highs. But I encourage Sneakerhead. Now I'm talking to all Sneakerheads this time. Here's that disclaimer. If you're listening to this podcast while driving, grab your steering wheel at the 10 and 2 position because this might bother you a bit. If you're listening to this podcast on your headphones and you're in a public place, you're in high school, you're in cafeteria, you're on public transportation, you're somewhere... I encourage you to take a look around your surroundings. This might bother you a bit. If you're outside on the block slinging them things, you got your headphones in, go ahead and put them things in your pocket. Take a look around the corner. Make sure the ops ain't going to catch you slipping when I say this. If you're a white-collar sneakerhead, and this is for my men, men and women, this is for all of you. You're a white-collar sneakerhead, go ahead and hit control alt delete on the keyboard so you don't end up clicking nothing. If you're a blue-collar sneakerhead, you're out there pouring cement and it's coming out the truck, go ahead and pull that back up, pull that lever back up. I'll put that cement on pause real quick till you hear this. I wouldn't want you to get injured by any heavy machinery. 
I need all you sneakerheads that sit there and ride ridiculously crazy hard for Jordan 1 Highs. I need you to go sit down in that spot in your home. I need you to go sit on the edge of the bed. I need you to go sit in that chair. I need you to go pull your car in the garage and sit there for a little bit before you go inside the house. I need you to go and when you're taking a shower, you sit in the toilet. And you just sit there. You need to think. You ask yourself, when did I get my first pair of Jordan 1 Highs? <laughs> Because let me tell you something, please, we can all appreciate Jordan 1 highs, but we all need to stop acting like we was there in 85. This is the fact of the matter. When I sat down and realized my very first Jordan 1 was the mid-pack, I was like, hmm. And then I didn't get my very first Jordan High until 2010, and it was of the last year. It was of the 2009 Shadows, and I think I paid like a little bit extra for them, or maybe they were sitting. I don't even remember. A lot of us love to act like, yo, we've been on the Jordan 1 Highs for a long time. It's been a long time. Don't get me wrong. Now, that was about, you know, that was a long time ago. It was about, you know, 2010. It was about 12, 13 years ago I've been riding with Jordan 1 Highs, but... A lot of us will sit around and act like we've been copying Jordan 1 High since 1990 and stuff like that. There's only a select few since 85. Because I've said this numerous times before, and I know I keep saying that. Jordan 1 Highs were Chuck Taylors to me. Me and the other homies considered Jordan 1 Highs Chuck Taylors. Well, we didn't cop. It was a high sneaker, thin, no cushioning, no technology, no nothing. That's all it was. It was understandable of what it was. But it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't what it is today. So I think a lot of us need to like kind of just rein it in a bit. You know, on the Jordan 1 highs. Have an appreciation for the Jordan 1. But don't act like we was there in 85. Like we need to kind of relax with that. So the visceral and hate for the mids. I get it. And I always say this too. Anybody that tells you, like, yo, keep the same energy you had about this, shut up. If that joint is fire, I'll cop if I want to. But on Jordan 1 mids, though, I might have to ride that wave. The way some of y'all treat Jordan 1 mids, hmm. I might have to ask y'all to keep that same energy. Because I might have to. I might have to. I don't, I, I might have to. I'm not a Jordan 1 mid guy. I got enough highs. I got enough lows. I'm good on it. You know. But you know. People also got to understand. A lot of people converted. Or gave the Jordan 1 mid a shot. Because Jordan 1 highs and Jordan 1 lows. Were damn near impossible to get. And still are to this day. So it's like. If you got the opportunity to get. You know. A, a, a black red mid. Why wouldn't you take it? And by all means. This is no advocacy. Over Jordan 1 mids, this is a a public service announcement to all you sneakerheads who act like you've been in the game since the game was created. Remember, you know, some of you might need to sit down and think back to when you really got into sneakers. It's okay. Think about it. Figure it out. It's okay. Um, I don't think I have anything else. Like I said, a quick episode. Hour, hour and a half. I don't know how long this is going to be. Um, should have the audio up by tonight. Um, I do want to give a special shout out. Oh, I did say I was going to show um, a pair of sneakers that I had talked about on the episode. 
um, I did want to show um, some appreciation and love for somebody who passed away. Um, my best friend, one of my best friends, you know, um, you know, she moved back to, you know, New York. She's a New Yorker, you know, um, and, you know, she had her mother just recently passed away. One of the sweetest women. I mean, I envied my friend and her mother and their family for their relationship, you know, and, you know, she passed away on Sunday. You know, I found out the news today and it broke my heart. You know, it, it really did because this was somebody who, like, she was that Italian, I'm not that Italian, you know, woman. And she welcomed me and my wife and family into their home in New York. I mean, fed us. We drunk some limoncello. I mean, we, I, I mean, this is somebody who, I mean, made you feel like part of the family the first time you met them. Um, her name was Carol, um, and you know it's funny because like she was, you know, I hate the, a ride or die, but man, she was, she was about it. She didn't take no junk from nobody, and but she loved everyone and she appreciated everybody. She always showed love, and she gave you, you know, one of them like them kisses, you know, hold both sides of your face and give you the kiss, a kiss on the cheek, and she was ah, she was just such a joyous person and i've brought her up on this podcast before so don't worry sneakerheads there's a sneaker story in this i know you guys are you know probably like get the sneakers greg but can i can but can i can i be human for a little bit can i talk about something else for a little bit Yeesh. um but i remember when some of you guys may not remember this but it used to be even harder to get sneakers. And it was a Twitter RSVP. And, you know, Nike would send out a tweet and you had to, like, DM or respond with the secret word or code. I can't even remember how that process worked. It was like a hashtag. It was a word. I don't know. Now, what what was crazy was about the situation was that it wasn't strictly um, local. It's how I got Yeezy 2s, you know, through Twitter RSVP. I had to drive to California to get it. You can you can do the Twitter RSVP for every store in the country, the world, if you wanted to. You just had to get there and get them. And 21 Mercer in New York were dropping the LeBron Cork. I think that's the 10. I think that model was a 10. I can't remember. And I did the our 21 Mercer sent their tweet out. I got the response, and I had got a pair of LeBron Cork. Tens and uh, you know I won a pair. All the people I knew in New York is you know my best friend Lenore, and you know I asked her if she could go ahead and go and get them for me. And Lenora tried to help me numerous times. She tried to help me get Red Cement Dunk SBs when they dropped the Supreme. She left her job immediately, headed over there. It was a madhouse, you know. She didn't, but you know, and and that's not even the my the reason for my love for her, you know, with sneakers. You know, I'm just saying that's just part of how good of a person she is and her mother was. Lenora couldn't get them for me. My friend couldn't get them for me. But Lenora's mother went outside. <laughs> I don't remember if it was cold or hot at the time. I felt like it was during cold. She went outside and stood in line at 21 Mercer with a bunch of young knuckleheads in the line just for me. Okay. That's how much love that she had 
for me. I loved her to death. I really did. And me, we used to talk every once in a while. You know, I haven't talked to her in a really, really long time. And I'm not one of those people that like, oh, no, I didn't get to talk to her. I should have never stopped. That's life. You know what I mean? I encourage you guys to feel the exact same way, man. You know what I mean? Once somebody's family, they're family. Once somebody's a homies, they're homies. You know, and you sort of like, I don't want to say grow apart, but, you know, you get busy in life, you know. Lenore had a beautiful daughter, and, you know, she had other grandkids and stuff like that. She didn't need to be texting me all the way in Arizona talk about, you know, suits. We used to watch suits, and, you know, we talked about sex in the city and stuff like that. She used to love. Like, we used to talk about a lot of things, you know. And, you know, so I don't feel like, oh, I didn't get to talk to her. Then. You know, a beautiful woman who welcomed me in her home. That's how we found out my oldest Oscar was allergic to the cats. You know, we went to their home. And uh, we had dinner, and they had cats and stuff. She was a, a super animal lover. She loved animals more than she did humans. And, um, you know, we found that Oscar would alert the cats. They had cats, and his face was blown up. We're sitting there in the middle of New York. You know, we just got off the train and stuff and, uh, you know, had to get him some Benadryl and stuff like that. But that was just the type of person she was. You know, we went to New York to go to Lenore's wedding, and, you know, Rocia was pregnant at the time, and it was cold, and... You know, and they just welcomed us, you know, and I, I, I'm going to, you know, even like I said, I haven't talked to her in a long time, years, you know, I'm going to miss her just knowing that she's not there. You know, my heart, you know, is broken for my friend, you know, but like I said, you know, just that little sneaker story that I told you is just one of those situations of like how much she cared for others in me. She could have been doing anything. I think at the time she had a cane as well. You know, she wasn't in the best of health, but she went out there at 21 Mercer to hang out with a bunch of young knucklehead sneakerheads waiting in line to go inside and show proof that <laughs> that she's coming to pick up a pair of nine and a half LeBron corps for me, you know, and um I love her to death, you know, rest in peace and whatnot. You know, like I said, I, I envied them as a family, you know, so um Sneakers real quick. So, like I said, every time I do a podcast or something in the closet, you know, I usually do a top 10 or something by myself, but, you know, just didn't feel like throwing a top 10 together today. So, I actually got some sneakers that I wanted to show. Now, I had mentioned this on the podcast prior that I found some, like, Barkley Vans in my closet. I might have shown them in another previous closet episode. I don't know. But every time I see these sneakers, they throw me for a loop because they're so weird. I don't think they have any air or zoom in them. They're called, actually, let me go ahead and get them right now. Let me take a swig. Ah, of water. Manscaped code, sneak disc, 20% off and free shipping. So these are called, now these are a brown box, okay? When Nike was using their brown box. The retail price on these were 88. I have no idea where I got these. I have no idea how, where, when. I don't know. I'm gonna look at the year inside, but these are called Nike Auto Force 180 mids. Okay. Now I don't know what the other Force 180s were, the Air Max 180s were, the Barclays. I don't know what those those are highs or something. I don't know. So here's the box. It was the brown box era, not the orange box, not anything like that. Had all the different Nike logos on it, you know. If you got in these boxes, take a good look at the box and look at all the logos. It's crazy to see, like, the shocks. You probably can't see it. 
the Nike Shocks logo. You got the Air Max 360. You got Force. You got a version of Air and a font. You got the Up Tempo logo. Um, you got the NYC. You got the LA. You got the Just Do It. There's a lot of logos on here. The um, ACG logo, Wild West logo. There's a lot of things on here. Take a look at one of these boxes if you got them at home. Take a real close look at it. So here's the shoe. Now, mine are yellow. So, <laughs> I legit have no idea where I got these, what these were, if this was like part of a pack. If anybody knows or have any information, I'm probably sure I could look it up, but I don't want to. The patent leather is yellow. It has like a, like a Janoski sole on it. It has like a Janoski sole a leather toe box, pan leather around it. It has the puffy 180 tongue, the 180. A lot of you remember this colorway. It was the Olympic colorway that Barkley wore in the 92 Olympics with the Dream Team. Um, I think it was 92 that he wore this one. I think, yeah. Um, got the Force on the Velcro. Um, I don't know if I've ever worn these. They have a rock in the sole, and they look a little bit dirty, so I guess I've worn them before. Got the gold Nike and the bear. Does it have Nike Air, which means I don't think these have any air in them whatsoever. It's a nine and a half, and the year inside is 09. I found this when I had went through my closet and donated all those pairs of sneakers that I talked about on a previous episode, and I came across these again, and I couldn't donate them. I don't know why. I don't think I ever plan on wearing them, but there's something special about these to me, and I don't know what it is. I love the puffy 180 tongue. It sort of has that SB feel to it. It has a basketball skater vibe to it, but they're not SBs. You know what I mean? They're in, they're in the box that Nike Basketball came in. You know, this is a Nike Auto Force 180, 88 bucks. I have no idea what this is, man, but I love bringing out stuff like this. You know, like I said, I donated all my OGs, all the stuff that was unwearable. I threw them in the trash. You know, that was one thing when I would do and I would do a sneaker podcast in the closet was like bring out something that people haven't seen in a long time and never seen before. I don't have any of that stuff anymore. You know what I mean? It feels good not to have it anymore. That stuff was just the anchor of junk in my closet holding on to as proof just in case anybody tried to test me or prove my sneaker hoodness or whatever. Um... But yeah, these are crazy. You know, I don't know if there was ever another color. I've never seen another color. No, I've never seen another color in these. Um, I've never seen anybody wear these before. I don't know if these are worth anything. I have no idea, but I, I, I like having things like this in my closet and keeping. Um, that was pretty much all I was going to show today. Uh... <laughs> I was going to show Gucci. You know what? I'm going to show Gucci ones. I think I've showed them. I think I've showed them on this podcast before. Um, I think I've showed them on the podcast before. Probably doing a closet episode. I don't know. If I have, I apologize. If not, you know, we have a lot of new listeners and stuff like that. Um, Gucci ones are a very underrated Jordan 1 to me, and I think they're always overlooked. You know, there have been a lot of Jordans that have come with Jordan 1 highs that have come out. 
as of recent in the last like 10 years. And, you know, there are certain ones that we hold in this super duper high regard and quality, um, creativity, whatnot, whatever you want to say towards it. And Gucci ones are always, always overlooked. Now, they did re-retro Gucci ones, I think, in like 2013, maybe? 14? Don't quote me on that. I don't know. I'm old. My memory is shot. But the original Gucci ones, I think these came out... Shoot. Let me see. I think these came out... Looks like 08, maybe? I don't know. Now, oh, and going back to the Journal One Talk as well, it doesn't count if you bought an older pair of Jordan Ones. And so, I said, think back to when you got your first pair of Jordan Ones. No, if you bought a 1990 version of Jordan Ones in 2016, that doesn't count. All right. So I picked these up. Probably 2000. 2016 maybe maybe 17 um got a great deal on them they were in perfect condition um these are gucci ones a lot of people don't talk about these often this right here is like that gucci green velvet and inside is that same gucci green velvet with the the green and red laces the suede on this is impeccable and the leather this is leather. I know you love shattered backboard leather and stuff like that. But shattered backboard leather has hit the streets before. Okay. And still is. So, you know, I understand that that sneaker blew us away. But let's not act like that leather is, you know, some, some leather that's special. All right. Had the embossed wings in the, in the green, the Gucci green. These are a very beautiful pair of sneakers. I always want the red joints. Whatever the red joints are called. I can never remember. But I still want the red and white joints. I think Rico recently picked them up. I know Jay has a pair of them. Um, but then every time I go to my closet and see these, I'm like, what do I need the red joints for? I got these already. These smell impeccable. Um, I still got the Jumpman on there on the inside. Super duper soft. I'm going to wear these a lot more. I think one reason why I didn't wear them often because they're a size 10. Journal 1, size 10 fit kind of long on me a little bit. But, you know, I, I double sock it right now. Plus, I feel like I've been eating a lot lately. So, I feel like my shoe size is going up. Shout out to Snacks. Um, But they got the suede right here around the outlets and the good leather. Just a fire, man. You guys should look into a pair of these. Do not buy the newer version of these. All right? The newer version of these are cheap. The leather is whack. If you can get your hands on the OG, the original OG pair of Gucci ones, go ahead and make that move and make that invested that investment. That these are worth it, all right? But do not, and I repeat, do not waste the money on the retro version of the Gucci ones. They aight. If you just want the look, they aight. But I wouldn't do it. Um, I have nothing else. I appreciate everybody who likes subscribes to this podcast. Um, we'll be back next week. We'll have two homies in the studio. We'll have the homie De Devontae in the studio. He invited me to his show one time. Oh, shoot. He invited me to his show one time, so I'm going to have him and the other homie who's been on the podcast before come through. And, you know, get back to our regular scheduled programming. Um, you know, I'm not going to say I'm looking for changes to the podcast or anything like that, but, you know, people always ask me, like, yo, 
You know, you're going to ever get a third person on the podcast? I don't know, man. You know, one thing about the format right now is that, you know, it works really, really well with George and I and bringing on guests. You know, in the studio, we only have four mics. So it's like, you know, what if you bring anybody on permanently, you sort of eliminate the option of even having a guest in studio. Um, I would love to have more women on our podcast. And I think I'm going to make sure I do that at least over Skype um, throughout the rest of the year. Have more women on the show. Um, I would like to find some more women locally. If you're listening to this podcast, you can at a few ladies locally. Shout out to Laura. You know, she's been on our show a few times. But I need some more ladies in Arizona who are in the sneakers and want to come on the podcast. Man, I'd appreciate you coming on and talking sneakers with us. I want to give everybody the opportunity to be on this podcast if you're local. Like I said, if you're in the state of Arizona and you love sneakers, then you can talk. I'll come on my podcast and you can't talk. You come on the podcast and just stare at me and George. You will not be back. Sorry. But all you got to do is hit me up and say, yo, I want to come to the podcast. Cool. Pull up. This podcast is everybody's. It ain't just mine. Um, it ain't just ours. Shout out to George. Um, shout out to the Sneaker History Podcast. I did an episode with the homie Mike. Um, hopefully that drops this week. You know, I definitely want to make sure I promote that. They're one of the other podcasts that I do listen to. I listen to... You know, the homies in New York, Soul Search. And I listen to, um, you know, Sneaker History Podcast, man. I listen to Sneaker Dads, too. Shout out to Sneaker Dads. That's my homie out in Canada. Um, you know, I listen. Uh, there's a couple other podcasts I listen to as well. I, I, I spread out, you know. I, I try not to listen to too many, too much sneaker content because when you listen to sneaker content, you don't want your opinions to, like, be their opinions and you don't want to like accidentally steal their views on stuff when it comes to sneakers a lot of our views end up being the same anyway which is why you really can't trip when somebody think of something that you said a long time ago it's just a natural thing that happens you know we're human beings you know so you can't trip like oh i said that first in 2011 man shut up all right um but, you know, I do check out those podcasts when it comes to sneakers and obviously the homies that we're just the Messengers podcast. And there's a bunch of other podcasts I listen to, Unapologetic, you know, the homie Blanc and stuff like that. So, and there's other ones that I'm, I'm not saying right now. So, um, but man, I, I really do appreciate you guys rocking with me and George for so long, man. It's been six years and we try to make sure we do our best to keep you guys entertained and have fun and be ourselves, um, you know. Um, I, I feel good about having a setup like this to where if something goes down, hey, man, got to come to the closet, record this episode. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, but I do want to make sure we always give you guys something for the rest of the week. You guys have done nothing but support us for a really, really long time. Um, man, I go back and look at the first video of us. Man, we look so fresh-faced and didn't know what to do with ourselves. But, you know, we stuck it out this long. You know, like I said, I always appreciate our wives, Rocio, Hannah. Shout out to Hannah being on the podcast last week you know i don't want to say they let us do this but we're a team you know what i mean anybody who's married i got a girlfriend and stuff like that don't ever equate your relationship or think stuff like let or can i it's teamwork you know you talk about it hey would you mind if i do this podcast every single week you know you'll be at home you know all day with the kids by yourself and stuff like that is that cool you know what i mean which day works best for you Work that stuff out, man. You know what I mean? And I envy anybody who could do it at home, man. If I could do this at home forever, I would. But George and I, we're too good together. You know what I mean? So we got to meet halfway in the middle of the city and do it in the studio and whatnot. So um, I got nothing else. See you guys next week. That is the sneak disc. Pow, pow, pow.